Hello, hello, and welcome to the HEA Book Club, where we read romance with friends. I am Summer O'Toole. Hello, I'm Kelsey, otherwise known as Best Friend Kelsey. Before we dive into the episode, which you guys are going to love, I just want to let you know that we're going to be talking about an awesome, awesome giveaway at the end of the episode and how to enter. We're going to be giving away things like Kindles, Audible subscription, Kindle Unlimited subscription, signed paperbacks. So definitely stick around to the end where we talk about how you could enter for a chance to win some of those amazing prizes. Hello. Hello, hello. I write romance novels and I refuse to read anything that does not have a happily ever after, aka an HEA. I love to read. Simple as that. Specifically romance novels, but I will read anything. I'm also a speed reader, which Summer absolutely hates. But somehow we are still friends. Somehow. Against all odds. Very few odds. (laughs) Cool. Well, today we are going to be talking about enemies to lovers again, as it has, it's the supreme trope of all tropes, but we're going to be adding an extra trope to it, which is forced proximity. Before we dive into that, Let's talk about our weekly hots. Summer, kick it off. The weekly hot for me this week was this damn book. It's called Taken to Varexia by Elizabeth Stevens. It's an alien romance. And let me tell you, the whole Ice Planet Barbarian trend came, raged, it went. I think it's still sort of happening, though. I listened to some podcasts episodes about Ice Plan Barbarian and I was like oh that sounds good and I enjoyed listening to the episodes but I was like I'm not gonna read it it's not gonna do it for me this book let me tell you I was so emotional Ooh. it was just so fabulous I don't reread books and I bought the book in paperback twice I bought the special edition hardcover and then the paperback both from the author and signed whoa so that's the second book I've only ever bought in physical form after reading it digitally so to say I was obsessed is an understatement. What was the first book? Uh, Hooked. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I also texted you screaming in all caps about when I finished that. You definitely did. That was that book too. Oh, okay. Maybe yeah. another time. Yeah, another time, another time. Okay, Kelsey, hit it. So I once again kind of got stuck with the book that faded to black in the romance novel realm. That was disappointing, but fortunately, I make sure that there's a little bit of spice in my life. I enjoy it. I thrive on it. I like to keep things interesting. My nine-to-five job is interesting in a different way, but I like to keep my my sexual personal life thriving. So this week, it thrived in a very special way. <laughs> Mr. EMT makes another entrance, another, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? What's the word cameo. I'm looking for? Yeah, he makes another cameo. We love a good EMT just in general. Maybe we'll have to read about it one day. But one thing that's great about EMTs is that they're not afraid of blood. And Aunt Flo happened to visit me this week, but that did not deter him. We ended up having a wonderful time. And I think we all know that depending on your cycle, depending on your period, every once in a while, you're extra horny when you're on your period, mm-hmm. which can be just like terrible depending on who your partner is, depending on the situation. We all work differently, and I respect everyone's opinions, but Mr. EMT, he really he really stepped it up this week, and I had a great time. We love Mr. EMT. We, we're voting for him. We're, we are. We are. There's a couple in the running, but we're going to see who comes he's, out ahead. He's pulling ahead for me. He is pulling ahead for me, too. <laughs> yeah. Based, his political views cinched it. Oh, they really did. What was it? All I want to do is smoke weed with my gay friend and keep my guns. And shoot guns. And shoot guns. I live in a uh, semi-conservative area, so guns are a popular 
belief that people hold on to. Yeah. The Those guns I could do without, but smoking weed with your gay friend. Serious possible. Passable. Passable. I like the guns. And because he's like an EMT, I'm sure that he is like super strict about like gun safety and Oh, absolutely. What, and he's whatnot. like stubborn to that degree. Yeah. I can't even begin to describe it. Okay. But that okay. is, I don't know. That's a story for a different time. Yeah. Our, our timer is going. We're trying to keep this more succinct. Mm-hmm. Those were the weekly hots. Let's dive into our definitions of our tropes. Last week, we kind of gave the definition of enemies to lovers. It's very self-explanatory. Two people hate, dislike, despise one another. And they end up as lovers with a happily end for after. The forced proximity is basically any situation that requires them to be together where they have to be together. So in my situation, it was kidnapping, faded mates. In my situation, it was two people who were ended up in a hotel room together on a fake honeymoon. So fake honeymoon, like one bed trope is also kind of Mm -hmm. the forced proximity trope. What about your book? I feel like there's a little bit of forced proximity in your book. Oh yeah, Stolen at Sea. My book is Enemies to Lovers with some forced proximity because they are on a pirate ship. And you know, there's only so much room on a pirate ship. (laughs) So yeah, it can vary from I'm on a business trip with this person and there's only one hotel room to they kidnapped me and are making me marry them. Full variety. Yeah, big range. (laughs) But the point is, is that they have to be in a forced close proximity. Okay. Cool. You go with your book first. Okay. I cannot rave enough about my book, but I know you're raving about yours too. So this is just, it's an exciting podcast. It's an exciting show. Oh, I'm getting all giddy. I love this book so much. I cannot even explain. You're not even talking about my book though. You're talking about your book. Okay, right. Your book. Go. You go. (laughs) Okay. I also love my book. You're getting overexcited over there. It is called The Unhoneymooners by Christina Lawrence. And this is a book that I have read before. I do not reread many books. I do not own many books. This is one that I am rolling with. Oh my gosh, so much. Okay, so basically there's two characters. One is named Olive. She is the female lead. And then there's Ethan, who's the male lead. Now, Olive is a homebody. She is comical. She talks about Harry Potter. She just like, she's a woman after my own heart. Okay, and then there's Ethan, who is kind of like the tall, dark, and handsome, but also the, not just tall, dark, and handsome, there's a human side to him too. So Grumpy sunshine? Grumpy sunshine. Yes, he is grumpy sunshine. Wiring in those tropes. You love the tropes. Okay, so he's a grumpy sunshine. And what happens is there was a miscommunication as most enemies to lovers books mm-hmm. end up with. Mm-hmm. And like way back when, when they met each other. So Olive's sister is getting married to okay. Ethan's brother. Okay. All of sisters get married to Ethan's brother. Okay. Yes. And they have a, (laughs) this is terrible. They have a wedding. They marry each other at the reception. There ends up being this like special food poisoning that happens where like, even if you cook the fish, it's still a food poisoning and it lasts for like weeks. So everyone, but Ethan and Olive managed to get this food poisoning. So Ethan and Olive, like Ethan just doesn't like fish. He doesn't, no, it's not even fish. He doesn't like buffets. He has something against buffets and he holds on to this belief the entire book. And then Olive is like allergic to shellfish. So they're the only two that don't get sick. And Olive's sister, Amy, is someone who loves coupons. So this entire wedding was like built off of coupons. It was built off of, it was basically a free wedding. Same with the honeymoon. So the honeymoon was non-refundable and it has to be Amy and it has to be her like husband, right? Who have to go on it. Here's the kicker, right? They're obviously not going on the honeymoon. Yeah. They're sick to death. They're whatever, like hunched over a toilet. So Olive and Amy are twins. 
So what happens, here we are, right? Amy convinces Olive to go on the honeymoon. And then Amy's husband convinced Ethan to go on the honeymoon. Are so they, they also twins? No, they're not twins. But they're brothers. Just, but brothers, like... they just had like a last name involved. Gotcha. So it wasn't like they had to fake to be anyone. Gotcha. Okay. So they are on this honeymoon, right? And they're trying to figure out how they're going to live with each other because they hate each other. Yeah. They, every comment that they have to each other up to this point is snarky. Every comment is just rude. It's just... Why it's, do they hate each other? I forgot that part, didn't I? Yes, I yes, did. yes. Okay, so... They hate each other because Olive believes at this point in the book that Ethan one time liked her, but then saw her eating like cheese puffs at a stiff fair and then was like instantly disgusted by her, was repelled against her. So she thinks that every time that she eats something, Ethan is just like, I don't know. Is she plus size? She's not overtly plus size, but yeah. she's curvier than her twin sister for her. And every time that she eats something, she believes, right? She has this like lens on that yeah. Ethan just thinks that she's fatty, like as per her words. Yeah. So that's why they just don't like each other. And then Ethan is just kind of like, you know, at this point, a grump. She, he's a grump. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So that's why they don't like each other. So they're on the plane and this is where things start to thaw out, right? Okay. Ethan is terrified of flying. Just kidding. It's not a flying, it's a falling, according to his words. <laughs> and he has a lucky penny that he's like rubbing and Olive's giving him a hard time. But then she sees like how much he's really terrified of what's going on. So they hold hands, and then, like, from then on, it's, like, just, like, they slowly start to thaw, okay? So there's always, like, a sweet moment like that, and then, like, the next moment, like, they get off the plane, and it's, like, they're irritated with each other again. (laughs) So it's, like, it's a lot of back and forth and a lot of banter. First night or second night of their stay at this hotel where they are figuring out how to live in the same hotel room together, right? They're splitting. They're not sharing the bed, but they're splitting it. They're, like, Mm -hmm. trading off. They end up meeting Olive's new boss, okay? Olive was not employed and then all of a sudden she was employed right before the trip she meets their boss and the boss meets her while she was going under the name of amy her sister's name so she's pretending that she's married she's pretending that she's at this hotel and she just got married and the boss is like oh i didn't know you just got married like come have dinner with us but there was like someone overseeing the incident when they were first met that they ended up she had to like live with the lie does that make sense that was a little confusing wait so when she got the job she said she was amy No, so she ran into her boss at the hotel. Yes. In the spa room, where the spa lady came out and was like, oh, Mrs. Thompson, whatever her last name is, like, congratulations on your marriage, would you like a water bottle? And then boss, brand new boss, sees the whole exchange, and it's like, oh, Olive, I didn't know you were married. Gotcha, and because the hotel lady's there, she can't be like, just kidding, I'm not. Yeah, and Olive is just terrible at lying, like, super terrible at lying. Gotcha, okay. So... There's a few instances like this. She, like, lies to her boss about the fact that she's married. She makes Ethan come to dinner with her and pretend that they're married. (laughs) So they're, like, slowly starting to touch each other more when they've, like, never really touched each other before. So there's just, like, a lot of incidences like that. Mm -hmm. There's also a ex-girlfriend of Ethan's who shows up, and she's just gotten engaged with her boyfriend. I guess her fiancé. And they're celebrating at this hotel. So Ethan's, like, super focused on his ex-girlfriend, and Olive's like, I thought you liked me, but you didn't like me. Like, you're showing me signs, but then you're not. Yeah. So it's like they're playing this game, and it's really interesting how they play it and this banter. And I think this is where one of my favorite quotes comes up. Let's see. So my favorite quote comes up at this point in the book, and basically what happens is Olive is lying about something else, and she's really terrible about lying. Yeah. So (laughs) really, you hit it so well. It's never been my strength, okay? Those who aren't summoned by the dark mark consider themselves to be a virtue. He curls his fingers towards his palm, beckoning. Give me both your IDs, yours and Amy's, so that way you don't accidentally hand them the wrong one at the front desk. I'll put my credit card down for incidentals and we'll square it up later. 
An argument bubbles up in my chest that he has a very stubborn look on his face. The way that this author writes and the banter that they have back and forth and like the Harry Potter references, like I just, I'm absolutely in love with it. I'm just positively in love with it. So somehow relevant that that was my favorite quote. I was just thinking about it. There's all these like different obstacles that they have to overcome. There's seasickness when they like, I don't know, go scuba diving. They have to scuba dive together because they're on the same tank. So like they're slowly forced together closer and closer and closer. Overall, in the end, they end up having to like kind of atone for their sins mm. and they have to admit to Olive's boss that they were lying. And that makes her lose her job. Oh. And it's a whole situation. She loses her job. There's some shady things going on between Amy and her new husband and Olive's really privy to it. So she's trying to tell her sister, her twin sister, like, your husband's shady. And she's like, no, my husband isn't shady. So there's all that drama that unfolds mm. as well. There's a lot of drama. There's a lot of atoning for sins. And then there's this big not celebration, but there's this big, like, crucial point at the end where Olive and Ethan try to get back together. And, like, Ethan is basically, like, begging to get her back in his life. So it's really special. And because it's my favorite book, I'm not going to tell you all the details. I'm just going to let you know that it ends up with an HEA and that the epilogue made me beam. Like, my face was splitting open. It was so jolly. And it wasn't your typical epilogue. Like, it starts one way and then it takes a twist. I love a good epilogue. I was living for it. I still like to reread it. It's a fun one. That's really sweet. So And we love a groveling. We do. We love, we some love grovel- a groveling. We love some groveling. We love a big like moment where he ends up proving that he's, you know, yeah. worth it. All those things we love. Okay, so overall, not a terribly spicy book. They did get together now and again between all their confusion. They did have some moments of being a cute couple, but it kept fading to black. So <laughs> spiciness, two out of five. Okay. But the book, eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. I just oh, it was so good. I still want to reread it, and I just read it like a few weeks ago or this week. I should read it. You should read it. Okay, read it. I'm gonna read it. Okay. Tell me about your book. I know you're excited. I'm so excited. Okay, but on the, a quick note on the groveling. Yeah. So I have a book coming out in March. Okay. Stolen to fight, as you know. Mm-hmm. You've read it, but I don't think you read my first draft, and I don't think you read the second part where I have a. A grovel part where, like, she literally... Can I... I don't think this will spoil it. Okay, then tell me. Okay. Well, maybe you do know this. Basically, she, like, goes down on him for the first time. And then she's like, oh, like, was that good or whatever? Obviously sexier than that. I just... I <laughs> Writing and talking, it's different. It's very different. And he's like, yeah, of course. And this was... The, they're rekindling after a big conflict. And he's like, yeah, duh. Of course it's great. And she's like, oh, like, do you want me to do it again? And he's like... Yeah, and she's like, okay, beg. <laughs> oh, stop it. Oh, that's spicy. You know, oh, I love Jonas. He's such a good character. Oh, I, I can't Jonas. wait for everybody to meet him. Okay, that's, and then in the third book I'm currently writing, I don't want to say who the characters are because it could ruin the second book. Yeah, no, don't, that would ruin it. Don't yeah. help. So there's two characters, basically. Another kind of grumpy sunshine, second chance romance sort of thing. At one point, the guy is going to, like, absolutely mess up and of course she's gonna make him crawl <laughs> yes oh i love this i love some groveling ah, okay we so. love a good grovel. looking forward to that but tell me about this book that you're currently so excited about yes so it's called taken to Varaxia. it takes place obviously in outer space i'm gonna try to keep without like going into explanations of the world because there is some very like intense world building okay which my two disclaimers for this book is that it is like a darker romance. There is some like 
dubious consent, lots of violence. Okay. And some of the reviews on Amazon, like, broke my heart because they were, like, one star. Like, I can't believe that they're, this author is, like, romanticizing abuse. And you have to go into, like, darker romances with that genre expectation because it's not... That's just kind of the theme, yeah, isn't it's, it? It's, it's fiction. Kind of, it's, it's not true. like you're like people aren't condoning serial killers when they write books about like murder mysteries, you know? And some people's kink is like some like slightly dubious consent. Yeah. Consensual non-consent. Exactly. Totally. So that's one thing to know about it. I think there are triggers or content warnings somewhere either on her website or in the book. And then the other thing is that because there's so much world building and different languages, um, like a made-up alien language. I would recommend reading it when you have time to like read it within a week or where you can be reading it every day because if you take a break, it kind of can be hard to like readjust to the world. But so those are my two disclaimers. Other than that, this was a 10 out of 10. <gasps> like, like I just oh my god, this book was so so good. Vice was like a 4.5, maybe a five out of five. Whoa. Um, I would say. The sex is frequent <laughs> and descriptive. Ugh. And then there's like, and then there, but then there's of course like the alien aspect of it, which I feel like takes it to the five because it's like, it's a little extra. Yeah, it's a little extra, but very, very good. The plot. Okay, let's get to the plot. First, background on the world. Kelsey's timing me. I'm doing good. Okay, background on the world. There's aliens and they have this thing called an oxana, oxana, something like that. Basically, it's like this, like, visceral soulmate <gasps> feeling oh i'm getting avatar vibes maybe i don't remember that movie okay that's fine okay. I'll roll with it. but basically it's this thing that like lives in you and when you meet your person it's like visceral like explosive like you are not you are not a whole like without that person and this alien king named raku is his like king name and his future wife or partner is the raku kana Okay. But Rakukana starts off as Miari. Miari? And she is half human, half alien. And he is going to her, her like moon planet for some diplomatic thing. He meets her and is like, whoa, she doesn't, she was raised by like all humans. So she doesn't know about this Oksana thing. She doesn't know what's going on with her. Ooh. But he's like, okay, she's not of age yet. So I'll come back for her in a year. So oh, I, he's. I appreciate that kind of consent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So he's like, he comes back for her. He takes her. She tries to like escape. He takes her. He takes her. Like, he's like, I'm coming back for you. And that's where the enemies to lovers part comes in. Because like, even though they have this like visceral attraction and tie that she doesn't understand, he understands it. And it's like, I just need you. Mm -hmm. But she has, she's only known aliens to be very like aggressive and terrible and like Every year they'll come to this planet and basically do like a hunt where the women who are old enough, the aliens like come and chase them and like breed them. Are they trying to find their like connection or are they just breeding them? They're just breeding them and they don't, and then I know it's, it's really terrible, but basically, so that's all that she knows of these aliens. And, and this wasn't, Raku did not know about this. This was like something going on with like another sect of aliens, basically. Okay, so not his aliens? Not, not his, his aliens. His, not his breed, but his. Exactly, yeah. Okay. So she's like, you're terrible, like you're kidnapping me. And she, throughout their the developing of their relationship, she kind of barters access to her for different things for her, for her colony, for her planet. <gasps> 
Oh, I dig that. Yeah, so it's really cool. But then he has a very like, like you're my queen, you are my equal, whatever you want. Like you can have like, I'm not like, he's very possessive, but he's not like possessive in the way where like, you can't talk to them or like, you can't do anything. You have to stay in this one room. So she sees him as this big threat. And he sees her as, like, this equal that he's, like, trying to get her to love him. So that's the, like, enemies, like, they're trying to overcome it? Yeah, so they're, like, faded mates where they, like, are soulmates. They have to be together. But they have, like, these totally different worlds and, like, cultures that they, like, are conflicting. And he begins to realize that she's, you know, bartering, like, these different sexual things. Okay. To secure, like, protection for her human planet and all these different things. And he's, like oh my god, like, you don't even think of yourself as my slave. Like, you think of yourself as, like, my whore. Oh. And he's, like, so offended and, like, so hurt and, like, thinks, oh, she doesn't actually love me and, like, she doesn't feel the same Oksana thing that I do. I'm pretty sure Oksana is, like, the name of the character in Killing Eve and I've just replaced... <laughs> it's possible. But we're gonna replace the names. But anywho, so there's this whole their bodies are basically already in love, but their minds aren't, and she is catching up to him. Okay. Stuff happens, you know, plot happens, and they end up together, obviously, in the end. And it's just like this absolutely beautiful, like, love story of people whose like souls basically already loved each other, but they're like catching up to it. That's stunning. It's uh, and there's some characters in here that are going to be in the following books. Okay. And I'm, like, the few scenes that had these two characters in the following books together, I was, like, already melting over them, so I can't wait for their books. Oh. Like, oh, this book is so, so good. And I did not expect to like an alien romance. No, I didn't this ex- is, like, your first, isn't it? Exactly. And I was like, how can I relate to something that isn't human? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they're very, like, humanoid, so kind of... It makes sense. But yeah, so let me just, I have so many different things highlighted, but I had one thing highlighted as like partially one of my favorite tips or tips. Quotes? <laughs> quotes. Summer was over here being like, I have too many favorite quotes. And I was like, girl, I, I agree. Know. These books were so good this week. So good. And they're so different, but they're also in the same trope. Yeah. Okay. So the quote is, I feel like this is a good encapsulation of how he feels about her. This is, I think, after the first time that they have had sex and she, they like finish and she curls up in him. And she's also, you know, the whole time questioning, like, what the heck? Like, why am I enjoying this so much? Why do I want this so much? Like, he's supposed to be a monster. Yeah. And he keeps thinking, like, I can't keep myself away from her, but like, she hates me. So the quote is after that, they're like cuddled up in each other. And He says, she sighs softly in the darkness, and I am frightened in a way that cannot destroy me, for I am already destroyed. It's like he has been, like, destroyed over this woman for, like, a whole year. Because they they meet, and then he leaves. Yeah. And then he finally gets her again, and she's, like, been trying to, like, run away from him and hates him and fighting him. And, oh, it's so beautiful. And then, okay, let me just find... That was, like, kind of towards the beginning of the book. And then kind of towards the end... So they, he has, his name is Raku now. That's okay. like his title. But his previous name before he had a title name was Zorin, which is like a shame to be like used and called by that. It's like really a dishonor to be called by that after you have a titled name. Okay. And she called him by that name in front of a bunch of people. And <gasps> she's like, aren't you mad at me? And he's like, for what? And she's like, because I said mm-hmm. your, like your dishonor name basically in front of people. And he says... You can call me whatever you like to whomever you want so long as you live. 
never leave my side again. I have too much of this love for you. This love, because it's a human term, so she's like has only explained it to him. I have too much of this love for you. I worship you, my universe. I just like, oh, stop it. That's so good. It's uh, we, we need to trade. So anyway, it was enemies to lovers, especially enemies to lovers, like kidnapped, arranged, marriage, whatever. Uh-huh. Not new, but the way that they did it with like the faded mates, the mm-hmm. cultural differences, like learning about each other, being like inexplicably drawn to each other, but also like not liking each other. So many juicy layers. That's nuts. That sounds so good. So good. I'm like overheating, like talking about it. I can see it. it in your face. It's awesome. <laughs> so good. Okay, so remind me your ratings. Okay, yeah. 10 out of 10. Like, honestly, can I get it more than 10? So good. And then spices on a scale of 1 to 5, I would say 4.5 to a 5. Okay. Yeah. I think, I feel like I reserve a 5 for, like, extreme kinks or, like, multiple partners. Yeah. Something that's, like, very... That's, like... Almost taboo. Yeah, or, like, world known as, like, this is the dirtiest thing on porn and therefore the sexiest. Maybe not the dirtiest on porn. There's some dirty things on porn. Yeah. We all have our tastes. Yeah. Not yucking anybody's yum. Nope. But never. I feel like it gets close to a five because of the like different anatomy. Oh, that's spicy. Okay. <laughs> I'm feeling it. Anywho, love it, love it, love it. We have to have Elizabeth Stevens on podcast at some point. Absolutely. Leave us a little She followed me on TikTok, so we're connected now. Amazing. Speaking of TikTok, mm-hmm. time to wrap up. Time to wrap up. Okay, well, you can find me on social media at on TikTok at Summer O'Toole. You can also find my book, Stolen at Sea, or pre-order Stolen to Fight. Stolen to Fight is that book that we had the groveling scene in. It's on Amazon. You can find me on TikTok at Best Friend Kelsey. Before you go, remember in the beginning of this episode when we said that we are going to give you all the details on how to enter our amazing giveaway where we're going to be giving prizes to three different winners. Some of the prizes include a Kindle, Kindle limited subscription, Audible subscription, signed paperbacks. We are so excited. And all you have to do is leave a review for this podcast on wherever you listen to your podcasts. Then join our Facebook group, the HA Book Club with Summer O'Toole on Facebook. You can find the links down below in the show notes. And just post a screenshot of your review. Hopefully it's not too scathing. And you'll be entered into the drawing for this awesome giveaway. So at this point, we are going to bring up the featured charity of the month. And at this time, we are still going to be following and supporting Dolly Parton. The Imagination... Sorry, the Imagination Library. My brain just had a little little fart right there. (laughs) But I do really love Dolly Parton's organization it has reached so many people and the fact that it has gone past the usa and has gone into other countries like australia and canada and the republic of ireland that's huge and as a someone myself who is in education to be able to see the results of that learning literacy go through the roof in the places where she is given these books i will support that till the day that i die yeah sweet so all the links as well as donate to dolly parton's imagination library will be in the notes Let's talk about our books for next oh, week. yes. So that you guys can read along if you would like. We are going to be reading The Spanish Love Deception by Elena Armas and Otherwise Engaged by Avery Keelan. I don't know if we've talked about this yet, but I tend to read and enjoy darker romances, whereas mm-hmm. Kelsey is more rom-com. 
uh, hot cowboy gentleman vibes. <laughs> Billionaires. Yeah. I have my kinks. They, they can be a billionaire as long as they're also in the mafia with me. <laughs> but anywho, so usually we're going to kind of be doing like a light and a dark version of each tropes or Absolutely. whatever the topic is. So Spanish Love Deception will be the lighter read and Otherwise Engaged is the darker one. Hey, this is Summer from the Future. I'm just jumping in to let you guys know that I didn't actually end up reading Otherwise Engaged by Avery Colleen. I got about halfway through it when I realized that it most definitely was not going to be a mafia romance. I actually probably realized that in the first few chapters. Um, I somehow had gotten my blurbs mixed up. So I ended up reading Brutal Prince by Sophie Lark, if you guys want to read along for the next episode where we're going to be talking about that. However, otherwise engaged, I enjoyed the writing. The characters have great banter. I was just looking for something a little darker. So it does have 4.8 stars on Amazon. So I'd encourage if you love witty banter, contemporary romance, fake dating, enemies to lover trope, go ahead and look it up. Guys, I've already started it and I cannot recommend it enough and I'm not even through it. Like, is this going to be a 10 out of 10 like Summer's book? Probably not, but it is, it is really good. Oh, it's right up my alley. Okay. So with that said, you guys have something to look forward to next week. And otherwise, we will see you in the next one. Toodles. Toodles. Toodles.